All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Monday, January twenty, uh, January sixteenth of twenty twenty three, MLK Day, which means a lot of daytime sports. If you guys are playing any NHL, already had a five game NHL slate start. NBA is already rolling. Got another game tipping off in about thirty minutes followed by the NBA main slate starting at 3 p.m. Eastern. Also got an Island uh, NFL showdown with a big uh, Millie maker up top. So a lot of DFS action coming at you guys today. Hope you are all have your lineups in. If you have been uh, playing some of the early stuff, good luck to you. For those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I'm one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS related questions that come in in the office hours channel over on our discord server. If you're not in our discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it. As always, we talk a lot about the good DFS conversations happening over there each and every day. If you are not signed up with SaberSim and want to check us out, you can ask questions on this show Monday through Friday 2 p.m. Eastern. We have a link to a seven-day, no-strings-attached free trial also in the description. If you're just tuning in and have questions, throw them in the YouTube chat, and we will get to all the questions before the end of the show. Promise you guys that. Uh, before we get started today, going to get Saberson pulled up here, but wanted to give a big shout-out to uh, everybody who participated in the free roll this weekend. We ran the free roll for the end of the season. Uh, Max Challenge had about 100 people in the free roll. So, you know, shout out to everybody who participated all season and um, shout out to the winners of the free roll. Look like we had rough them up in first place for a one K prize sports fan, 14 in second place for an $800 prize and Mike face killer in third for a $600 prize. Congrats. Congratulations to everybody who participated the list of winners goes down from there, but you guys all made it a wonderful uh, giveaway year and can't wait to do it uh, for the next NFL season. But thank you all for participating. Shout out to the big winners there. And we are going to get it rolling today. Um, you know, pretty interesting that that the NFL, uh, the, the MLB main, um, main slate is, is starting up here pretty soon. So I'm sure plenty of people are, you know, uh, building lineups, checking lineups, you know, keep an eye on that injury news. Saw that there were definitely some players questionable for today. You guys got any, you know, last minute NBA questions that, that you guys want to talk about, you know, throw them my way and we can chat about those. I saw that, you know, uh, Anthony Edwards, still questionable. Rudy Gobert, still questionable. Laurie Mankanen, still questionable. John Morant, uh, pl plenty of big names, you know, even, even LeBron possibly, uh, out tonight with a questionable tag. So, so really interesting, you know, these, um, these, these big slates. I know, I know, uh, Lakers aren't, aren't, aren't on this slate, but they have a, they have a showdown tonight. So pretty interesting. You know, I think if you're playing like the fan, some, some slates on like the Fandle side, right. They run like those all day type of slates where, uh, you know, the DraftKings main was five games. Fandle main is seven games. They also have like the nine game all day slate. Those slates can be really interesting just because the games are so spread out. Uh, a lot of time to swap in between, you know, a lot of time to kind of 
make adjustments based on how other games have done uh, uh, prior to to uh, the the next game starting. Right. So so now it becomes a a game theory side. Like you know, do I want to swap off with these guys or do I, do I want to stay? Right. So just some things like that. But uh, have have one question in the queue that I want to get to. Uh, other than that, no questions. So if you guys have questions, now is a great time to get them in. As always, we will stay on the show as long as questions are coming in. Uh, kind of a kind of a strange day with all of the sport time starting so early. But I had a question here from Studewood said, "Can we launch a feature where we can set product ownership thresholds?" Uh, I did give him some some feedback on this, so you can do this right. You can already do this in the app at the way it's set up, right? The way the way you would do it is you would come into the lineup rules, you come over to add new rule, you would hit aggregate. And then you would change this to to my own, and then you would go down to product, and then you would say you know no more than or or at least. Usually people use no more than, but you, you can use at least as well. Um, th- this is how I would do that, right? We, we we I did a long segment on this on Friday's show, and you know just so you guys know, if you guys ever go um, into one of our past videos, what you can see. Is that you know I'm gonna I'm gonna come over here I'm gonna go to playlists and then I'm gonna come down here to the office hours one and what I'm gonna do is you click into a video and then yeah. go through the description and then we timestamp every single thing we talk about so here we did a long segment on product ownership and GeoMean mostly because I just had I had just recorded a support video for it. And it was fresh in my mind. Somebody asked me about it. So I basically did the entire support demo on, on stream and uh, w- was even able to be a little little more thorough, right? So it looks like we did like an 11-minute segment on product ownership and GeoMean. Had a little follow-up on it at like this 35-minute mark. So that's a great thing about going into a past episode. You could just listen to the snippets you want. You know, you don't want to hear about correlation sliders. You're like... Yeah, I kind of understand how the correlations work. I kind of understand how to manage my exposures. I just wanted to listen to like these specific parts. Just come in here, click the hyperlink, and it'll take you just to that uh, segment in in the stream. So just something for you guys to note there. But um, you know, talking about product ownership and GeoMean, uh, you can do that already in in the app. I would recommend using GeoMean for the reasons outlined in that segment. Uh, you know, too long didn't read of it is that GeoMean is much easier to use than product ownership values. Uh, product ownership values are really, really small, and GeoMean values are a little bit bigger, which make those values easier to work with and a little easier to understand overall. Not so many zeros past the decimal point as a in in GeoMean as opposed to product ownership, which I think is like the easiest way to sum up the differences between the two. And in a nutshell, they're, they're basically doing the same thing. So that that is all on on that one, uh, Studewood. Check out that segment. Let me know what you think of it, and get back to me with any questions that you might have. But aside from that, uh, you know, I did want to, um, you know, just just kind of look at the slates a little bit today. Um, you know, we'll we'll hang around, do a little slate preview, see if any questions come in here in in you know the next uh 10 to 15 minutes while we're checking this out and we'll see what we do from there but i'm gonna get some uh tabs pulled up here you know jordan and i just released a great video late lat or like mid last week in regards to mba research 
if if you use SaberSim at all in the past week, what we've been doing is we've been putting a uh, green banner up up at the bottom here, and it'll say uh, it'll give you a hyperlink to a video, letting you guys know about it. Video's got a, a lot of views, so it seems like a lot of people liked it, which is is great feedback. You know, a lot of good um, comments and and people asking follow up questions on it. So if you guys didn't check it out, I, I would highly recommend it if you're playing NBA. It's a great video. Uh, we, we worked really hard on it. And if you guys have any questions, you know, this is the space to come and ask those. But it's this video here. I'm going to. you have uh and you have questions just let me know you guys know where you can find me as as always here but so on to shine some light on that and then now let's go and check out the nba injury report for the rest of the main site here moving my screen around a lot just trying to get uh organized with with all of the moving pieces here but NBA injury report you know looks pretty interesting uh this bossing game already started this indie game starts in like 20 minutes, this isn't on the main slate. Um, right here, right away, something that I am noticing is that, you know, we have three games starting at, this is, um, I think this is central time. Uh, so this would be um, 3 p.m. Eastern. So three games starting at this 3 p.m. Eastern window. Basically no injury news pending, right? Everything we need to know is already decided, um, you know, that 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 makes it like pretty pretty cut and dry kind of to, to start the slate, right? But then on the backside here, you know, with this Utah Minnesota game, like these are big names, right? Anthony Edwards, Rudy Gobert, uh, Laurie Markkanen, right? It, it gets kind of strange because, you know, do you build in for late swap flexibility, right? And the way you would do that was would be to like have extra players in this game, right? Excuse me. But the interesting thing is, okay, let's say, you know, worst case, all three of these guys get ruled out. You know, that this is only one game on a five-game slate. You Maybe you'll have too much salary left over, right? Maybe you'll have to end up playing, like, really low projected uh, or really low salary lineups, right? So I think that's something, like, to kind of be aware of. The flip side is that, you know, let's say you try and build, you, you, you're you expecting all of them to get ruled out um, and they don't, right? And then and then they all play. And then now, like, maybe you were trying to optimize for a situation where, you know, Naz Reed becomes, like, a really good play. Or, or maybe, you know, you were trying to build in some Malik Beasley uh, lineups or, or Colin Sexton hoping that, you know, those guys would get, extra minutes with with Mark Hainan out right so so kind of how do you navigate that situation right it's frankly you know it is a tough question to answer this is by my judgment here the highest or second highest um over under on the slate you know this is like a 234 and a half by by our team totals and then this Golden State Washington game is about the same, right? So 
you know, my, my gut tells me that, you know, players from this Golden State Washington game are probably going to be higher owned, mostly because they start right at lock. There's no injury news as opposed to people not wanting to take as many chances with what is going to happen in this Utah Minnesota game. Like, you know what? I'll probably just kind of go somewhere else. And you know, what if I, I do something and I try and build in like late spot flexibility and it doesn't work or the guys get ruled out. And then now I'm left with a bunch of low salary plays and all of my lineups have like, 45k salary because there was no other way to build lineups in that case right so so it's kind of like a tricky situation i think a lot of people will want to stay away from you know it's as soon as i see everybody going right i i tend to go left and just try and like exploit the field in that way i i haven't looked at anything at this point you know these are just thoughts off the top of my head about what i think can happen in in this type of situation but i think that you know, ultimately, the way you decide to handle this Utah-Minnesota game um, will will basically kind of uh, decide how you're going to end up doing on the slate. And, like, I could be wrong, but, like, you know, I think every slate has its challenges and has, you know, decisions you have to make. And, you know, from from what I could tell, this is the situation. This is the decision to make, how you go about handling that exact situation and you know we have we have just jumped jumped on and and i'm coming at you know you guys with all these hard hitting questions and and you know saying that you got to figure it out um i i don't even know how i would do it you know we're like five minutes into this injury report but that's what i got right so 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 by doing that you know now i'm able to say okay this is where i want to focus all my attention right you only have so much time uh before slater to do your lineups you know you gotta spend your time where you think the highest value add is I would probably do it on that game and dive into that game. You know, have these players been playing? Um, you know, did they play the entire game last game? Did did they uh, leave the game early? You know, are they coming off of an injury? Like, what is actually the injury situation? And and what are the chances that they actually sit, right? So, I mean, who knows? Maybe we get the news before lock, you know. Um, it would only be an hour till their game time. So, very uh, possible that that some news or all news comes out before then. And then you have all of the answers before the slate locks, but important to be prepared for those scenarios. And especially with, you know, 60% of the slate locking uh, right at lock with only these two games afterwards. So, you know, kind of got to figure out what, what stance you're going to take in, in regards to that. So if you guys have any questions about it, let me know. I had a follow up here from Studewood and, uh, in relation to the first question that we had on the show, Sudabud said, you didn't explain how to input the rule of GeoMean. In your video, your rule is already created. So after uh, you ran your lineups, you sorted by that. How do I create the GeoMean? Oh, it says uh, your, okay, follow-up here. says, your custom metric was already set up in your tutorial. That's the part I need. Then I'll put my threshold in. Okay, so yep, we can definitely demo how to do a GeoMean custom metric here. Let me just run some lineups here. Um, if you are on the pro plan, you have the ability to build custom metrics. I will I will demo this as like a pro plan feature, and then I will show you guys how to get around this if you are not on the pro plan. So in order to do this, what I would do is, you know, this is the uh, custom metric that I already had made. So you can just go in and edit this. 
what you do is just, I, I prefer to name it. It'll be named my metric by default. So I just come in, change it to GeoMean. First drop down, my own. Second drop down, product or GeoMean in parentheses here. And then you want it to say value. What it is going to do is display the display the result of the GeoMean calculation. That is what the value is, right? So if I were to take every player's ownership in this lineup, multiply them together, take it to the power of one divided by the number of players in the lineup, that would get me to this 22.5 value. It is the you know result of the equation, right? So that's what we want here. If you were to use rank, what it would do is it would give the it would give the lineup a geo mean between one and five hundred because there are five hundred lineups in this pool. And then if this was five thousand, it would give the lineup a geo mean uh, score between one and five thousand, right? So so rank is a really good way to standardize um, different calculations if you are using multiple variables. If you are creating a custom metric with multiple variables, I would highly recommend using rank because that is a way to standardize it, right? If my geo mean is 22.5 and then my projected score is 267.7 and I am trying to create a custom metric around those two things, they're not going to mix well because the values are so different, right? Geo mean is, you know, I mean, uh, pro projected scores like, more than 10 X geo mean, it's not a good way to rank them. Right. But if I were to do the rank of project projected score and give that a value between one and 500, and then do a rank for geo mean and give that a value between one and 500, that is a good way to standardize the two variables and create a custom metric that then uses both. And then you could add weights. If you want, you could do different things like that. So if I'm using, um, a custom metric with multiple variables, I would use rank. The geo mean, we are mostly just doing as like a descriptor here. You know, if you add it, it will become a new summary statistic on the bottom of a lineup. So that is why we have uh, the value here. It is more of a summary stat that we are using as opposed to like a custom metric grading. But you can use it that way, right? You can come in here. You could sort it descending. What it's going to do is it's going to show you the highest geo mean lineup and then all lower geo mean lineups going down. You could also sort low to high and then show the lowest geo mean lineup and then go, da go down, which would show you higher geo mean lineup. So different ways to use it. Um, you know, I, I've seen use cases for all of the different ways. So no way is right or wrong. Just, um, you know, great to see that these things that are in the app have a lot of flexibility, right? So lastly, let's say you're not on the pro plan. You are on the standard plan and you want to use a geo mean uh, value, but you can't create a custom metric. What you can do is you come in here to aggregate rules and then just do my own uh, geometric mean. I would say no more than, you know, unless you use like the example that we just saw something like uh, 23, right? You want all your geo means to be under 23 for each and every lineup that you build. You would just save this rule and SaberSim would have to make sure that every lineup that goes into your pool meets this threshold prior to it being displayed in the post screen. So that is the way to do it uh, for, for both plans and both work just fine. But good follow-up there, Studewood. Let me know if you have any more questions. Uh, jumping back here to office hours and Studewood said 
get this in the chat. See what it says. So do I put the rule in on the home screen or do I create it in the aggregate first before running lineups? Uh, so it does all the calculations for us once we select those options. Sweet. So, so yeah. So Studio, I feel like I just covered kind of both ways uh, for you to do that. So, you know, you can do it in the home screen. You can do it in the post build. Frankly, what we recommend is we recommend that doing it in the post build is better, mostly because if you are doing it as a lineup rule, you are affecting the Sims more. Um, so that's why we recommend using it as like more of a filter to get rid of lineups to kind of shrink your pool. But if you want to build it in in the home screen, that way you have more available lineups for you to choose from for diversification, for exposure adjustments, et cetera, in the post build. I think that's fine too, especially if you are playing a big slate where you might not need the optimal to, to win, right? But I think, you know, for the most part, we try to minimize the amount of times that we are affecting the Sims. So using it in the post build is ultimately better than using it as a lineup rule, but use whatever's available to you on whatever plan you are playing on. But good question there. Sudowood said, thanks. Uh, happy to help best I can. But that is it, everybody. I know it is kind of a slow day with all of the sports going on, people building their lineups midday. So we'll be right back here tomorrow, Tuesday, for January 17th, our uh, 2 p.m. Eastern slot time as usual. If you guys have any questions prior to the show, you know, throw them in the Office Hours channel. That'll get us a queue of questions to get going so we can just jump right into the show and get it rolling. But just want to let you guys know about that. Do see a question here from 400 Runner. Said, advice for getting more high-scoring lineups into the lineup pool. I know Saber Score is supposed to help find the highest EV lineups in your lineup pool, but how do I get a more into the pool. So what, what I think, you know, 400 runner, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but like, um, sound, sounds like there's, there's kind of two things going on here, right? So one, how do you build, uh, better lineups that way, you know, your pool is stronger. And then two, how do you get those lineups from your pool into your contest, right? You ultimately want to get those high scoring lineups from your pool into your contest so you can win money. Right. I think that, you know, it's, it's, you know, SaberScore does a great job of estimating the expected value of a lineup, you know, over multiple, multiple iterations, right? If, you know, we were to run this slate 100,000 times, you know, we estimate that this lineup would have the highest EV over that entire sample, right? But unfortunately, each game only gets played one time. So, you know, it it's it doesn't mean, you know, just because this is your rank number one lineup does not mean that this is going to be the highest scoring lineup on any given day. Um, you know, if we knew what lineups were going to be the highest scoring, we would obviously give those to you at the top so you can win, right? We, we want our customers to win, but unfortunately, you know, that, that doesn't always happen and that's okay. Right. I think the best thing to do is to one, focus on building a strong pool of lineups and to play as many unique lineups as you can. So you can play as much of your pool as you can and get more instances where you can move those lineups from your pool into your contests and win money, right? If you are playing, you know, um, the, the, you know, flagship 150 max and, and only that contest, you know, what I would suggest is taking that money, you know, and spreading it out across a lot of contests, right? You could play the 50 cent 150 max, the $2 150 max, the $5 150 max, and still spend less money than you would have in that 150 max and have three times the unique lineups, right? So that, that alone right there gives you 
so many more lineups and so many more chances to have a to get a lineup from your pool into your contest because you are playing so much more of those pools that pool of lineups and playing more unique lineups overall right so that that's something that we always stress you know we talk about the dfs profit plan over on our youtube channel if you go to our youtube and then come over to our home here or that's just like the home page but if i go to my channel and then you know you scroll down here to this uh start winning more with our dfs profit plan 17 minute video we'll check that out basically talks about you know getting as many at much action down under the three dollar three dollar threshold where sharks cannot play and the competition is in general softer so we'll check that out would apply those principles but um yeah i mean i think that you know we just released that nba research video on um friday you can catch it over here on the playlists under this how to beat nba dfs in 2022 this is a great way to add value in the home screen to try and build a strong pool of lineups that that you are comfortable playing all of the lineups from right so i think that's a great way to you know build on your pool and and try and make your pool ultimately better maybe you like to do player pool curation maybe you know you like to adjust these uh preset filters based on you know minutes value projected points whatever it may be you know you like to do research and add some value to players and try and just um, increase the strength of your pool as a whole so you have more of a chance to pull a high scoring lineup from any of those lineups in your pool i think that's a great resource so i would check out that video as well but let me know if you have any follow-up uh for for runner set i'm interested in how to build the stronger pool of lineups yeah so if that's the case then you know i would check out that nba research video and i would focus on any type of player pool curation any type of rules you know maybe you never want to see a lineup with more than three players from the same team like and and you do your research prior to the slate you know that is still a rule that you care about so then you know set it as a lineup rule and get rid of all of those four stacks and five stacks that you know you don't want to play because those are just wasted lineups in your pool now. Excuse me there. But yeah, so so I would focus on player procuration, some some rules you want to apply, research, you know, adjusting some projections and doing those things to make your pool stronger so you are more comfortable playing any lineup in your pool that just gives you more options to choose from when it comes to the diversification process in the post build, but really good question there. Happy to touch on it. Alrighty then. Um, I think that's the last question for today. We'll be right back tomorrow for our Tuesday show. So until then, good luck in all your contests and I will see you guys then. Take care.